When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to KPRC 2 Plus Sports Podcast. This is episode number two. I'm Sports Director Randy McElvoy. Great to have you with us. Last week, we finally launched this podcast. We're excited about it that you'll be able to see on our website, clicktohouston.com and KPRC 2 Plus. Uh, Chancellor Johnson and I talked Rockets. We also uh, had a a conversation with Rockets head coach Stephen Silas. But we're talking Astros today and this could be a fun conversation if you follow the team and you follow sports in H-Town. You, you know this guy. Adam Wexler, also known as Wex, uh, worked here at Channel 2 for a number of years as well. Longtime radio guy. Good to see you, man. Great to be here. We've Very familiar settings. Yeah. Been in this room and every other room in between <laughs> many, many times over and always look forward to stopping by for long-term visit, whatever. Little, little fact here. I got here in uh, July of 04 and Wex was here at KPRC2, uh, producing, doing all kinds of stuff, doing radio. And, uh, you know, we've stayed connected. You you left, came back, and now that you're uh, doing great things at Sports Talk 790. And, uh, man, good to have you here because you, you follow all the teams, as we all do. But this is uh, right now the Astros are getting the headlines, and that, that's the focus of the podcast today. So we're going to have some fun, man, just kind of what you're seeing, what I'm seeing. And we thought it would be fun, too, uh, to hand out some mid-season awards, you know, the good ones. And unfortunately, as good as the season they're having, there's been some disappointments on this baseball team. And uh, we'll, we'll hand out some awards uh, from what we're seeing so far. But real quickly, just to brief everybody, you've been, you've been around, you're a Houstonian. You've been in the media in Houston for a long, long time. You've been doing TV, doing radio. Uh, you've stayed busy and uh, got you have quite the following. I, I, I think the way to, to make it sound uh, the longest or the, the best, or if yep. I can hurt my hand patting myself on the back the most, <laughs> this is my fourth decade in sports media here in Houston. Started in the 90s. We're here 22 years into this century. So it's been a good run. Yep. Obviously, I'm glad it's continuing. And in every facet of it, whether it's here at TV or doing radio, even print, everything in between. But mm-hmm. these teams are, are where it's at. It's been my uh, home for my whole life. So love the history, and I'm glad they're continuing to make it, and this team's making the good kind and has been for years. I mean, what do you think about our digs? I mean, we've got the nice <laughs> graphic right here. Yes, this Man, room has right, been upgraded. Lit. You can actually see I us know. and hopefully hear us right now. I think you can. I'm just kidding. Uh, nice setup here, but, uh, you know, for me, I'm, I'm new to this podcast thing, and, you know, that's that's growing, uh, as everybody knows. So we're going to really jump into that week by week. We'll have a new podcast, KPRC2 Sports Podcast. Hopefully we'll maybe develop a catchy name for it. We haven't done that yet. We probably should do that. At least people will know what it is. You've you've taken the right (laughs) approach at the onset. Hey, I want to say just shout out to uh, Sports Talk 790, you and uh, Adam Clanton, 
do the A-team on 790. Got to give it a shout out in the afternoon. You guys do a good job. Yeah, so I'm very comfortable doing this each and every weekday afternoon. That's what we're doing, talking sports. Obviously, Astros, we are the home for the Astros over at Sports right. Talk 790. The second part of the season uh, for Houston is going to be something, the way that it's all set up schedule-wise. And that's kind of like, it feels like that's the biggest thing everyone is talking about right now is what happens on the other side of this All-Star break, that yeah. they're starting with the doubleheader, then they've got this ridiculous road trip immediately. They're going to see, see Seattle seven times. Times in their next 15 games, and then they won't see them again the rest of the year. The hope is they'll see them way in the rearview mirror after so. these seven yeah. games because Seattle has been the hottest team in baseball. They've won 14 in a row, put a little bit of a damper on how this first part of the season ended for Houston. Mm-hmm. But the good part about it, kind of where I, I feel like the start of it all is, I don't think people even realize how good this team has been because the expectations felt like they were in the low 90s. You know, you've lost these guys, obviously, Correa. Nobody, I think, Big picture wise, was sure what Verlander Never would be, a beat, man. But they have like, not missed a beat. yeah, and honestly, I think they've even been even better than people expected because they're on a yeah. pace to win 100 games. Unless some of the injuries they're currently going through right now, which we'll get into, are lingering, and one might be, one shouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> this team is probably going to get there, so it would take kind of a miracle run by Seattle to catch them, overtake them, even if they outplay them head to head. But you know, I kind of I mean, feel like it, 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 I mean, it's a nine game lead right now. Yep. And I don't know about you, but when I went into the All-Star break, it's like, okay, there's Seattle, 14 in a row, and look who the Astros have to play you know, after the Yankees doubleheader. They got to go to Seattle. I mean, people are saying it's a long, still a lot of baseball left. I kind of put a lot of emphasis on this series against Seattle, and I know we're going to be in July still, but, man, you're talking about momentum. You can, if you're the Astros, Wex, you can go there and – kind of set the tone and just shut those guys down, stop that momentum. What I'm concerned about is they're going to go there flat. <laughs> you don't know how teams are going to play out of a break, man, when they've had a few days For off. sure. That's my concern is, okay, they're going to go to Seattle and lose two out of three or get swept. Hopefully none of that happens. Hopefully it's the opposite. Uh, I just think the way that they played, even up until this Oakland series, uh, the Astros were, they were the best team in baseball, even though they weren't record-wise, in my mm-hmm. opinion, with how they played against the Yankees and Mets, especially. Yeah. That, to me, said this is, it's still the team to beat. I'll- All right, Wex, uh, at the top a few minutes ago, we talked about the awards. Let's let's dive into that right now while we got some time to talk. And let's begin mid-season, and let's focus on starting pitching. Top pitcher, let's begin with you. Who are you going to go with? Yeah, even with a fantastic starting pitching staff and a second all-star among the starters in Framber Valdez, it's really no contest. Justin Verlander's been unbelievable this year. He is in line to draw first-place votes for Cy Young. I mm-hmm. think there's a chance he could win it in the last 10, 12, 15 starts of the year, obviously, uh, will help determine that. But he's been incredible. The only slight negative about it is he's about to reach his limit, 130, not limit, right. uh, threshold, 130 innings to kick in the player option on that second year of the deal. But we got a season to play. We'll get to that <laughs> He later. was asked about that at yes, he uh, was. In L.A., and we ran some of that sound. And uh, you know what? He didn't really give away much of anything, but I think he was telling he's like, we got to talk about it here. Right. Uh, we can't wait till the end of the season. But uh, I agree with you. I think Verlander uh, definitely, I mean, what a, what a great story. I mean, this guy's maybe at age 39 – Having one of his best seasons ever, maybe. Yeah, I put the numbers he threw together. Ninety-nine miles an hour. I know that. Start. That's probably what's most 
encouraging about what's right. happening. You know, he even joked when you mentioned that same interview about, you know, taking his four or five days off yeah. or seven or eight days off in between starts. Uh, it looks like the plan they've had him on has been a very solid one, one that's worked. And, you know, I said I put his numbers together, put a little graphic together myself about his two other Cy Young seasons and what they looked like through 17 starts versus what they look like this year. It's incredible that he has better numbers in some categories, fewer strikeouts, but unbelievable you know, batting average against his whip is, is incredible. Mm-hmm. He's second in the league kind of across the board. That's why maybe as the Cy Young Award winner, he might be running a very, very, very close second to Shane McClanahan. But yeah. uh, people will just say, well, McClanahan couldn't get anybody out in the All-Star game. And maybe they'll they'll vote somebody else, even though it doesn't matter. Yeah, no doubt Verlander deserves it. Uh, you know, Frammer's right behind him with yep. all these quality starts he's having, man. I mean, was he at 14, I think? And, uh, he has he, what he, he grinds through his he bad really moments does, better than he ever has in his yeah. career. And that's what set him into this next level of pitcher. They have two aces, and neither of them are Lance McCullers, which is incredible considering last year at this time he was their ace. Yeah. It, it, when, it, when and if Lance McCullers comes back, he's got a rehab start Friday and probably a few more, but they got to make decisions on the starting rotation. And it brings you to what they have in the bullpen. So we're talking about the starting pitches, then you talk about the guys in the bullpen. And while Ryan Stanek probably had a case uh, for being an all-star, Ryan Presley's been insanely good mm-hmm. after that first appearance in New York. He's basically he's thrown a perfect game since his last that game in New York where he gave up those runs in the ninth inning. He's, he's faced 27 hitters. He's retired all 27 of them in a row over those eight starts and nine or eight appearances in nine innings. Yep. And because of that, he settled things down. In my opinion, the best bullpen guy they've had all year is Rafael Montero. Even though in the very last game he gave up the run that lost it, he's been incredible. And they basically stole him at the deadline last so year. Top, we'll just throw that in there. The top reliever, you're going to go with Montero. Yep. Uh, as good as he is, man, I'm a I'm a Ryan Stanek guy, man. I mean, Ryan, not only does he have good hair out there flowing the around. The best. Um, he was not happy. I mean, he, he felt like he deserved to be an all-star, but – uh, the job Stanek, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but uh, man, it speaks for itself. The job he has done, basically, minus just a couple of occasions. I mean, when Dusty Baker's called his name, Stanek has come in. Yeah, I think what the numbers the you want to know. Late in games. He, in April, on the 27th, he gave up a run. Uh, we're in the middle of July. Right. He, hasn't, he hasn't given up a run since then. Didn't yeah, give up any in May, none in June, and here we are mid-July. He should have been in L.A., man. He got robbed. It's hard for them to, you know, with all these teams that don't have any all-stars, deserving all-stars, yeah. even the ones that fly on, you know, get there, you know, Oakland from here to there, they they don't have any choice. Mm-hmm. It bumps deserving players off. I like it because it's an exhibition game. I don't really have a problem with the rule, but mm-hmm. that's why things like that happen to guys like Stanek. All right, let's do a few more awards. Uh, top hitter award uh, up and down this uh, Astros lineup. I'm going to go, I mean, yeah, it's just like Verlander is their best starting pitcher. doesn't mean other guys haven't had a great season because a few of them have. Kyle Tucker among them. Yeah. But, of course, Jordan's it's, it's unreal. Jordan. Yeah, I'm going with Jordan. I mean, this guy, uh, you know, hopefully he's back from that hand injury when he, when they resume play and he can get back to just, you know, pounding baseballs up to upper decks of stadiums. Uh, he has developed, uh, you know, he's not. I don't think he's striking out as much. He's nope. just more confident at the plate. Remember when he came up and – was it 2019? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sorry. The Part of his 50 year. homer season. He had 27 yeah. uh, in the minors and then right. 23 with the Astros. Right, and then he struggled in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, here we are three years later, totally different player. Feared when he's in that box by pitchers. And uh, I just want him to keep it going. One of my fears is 
man, we're still in July. I don't want any of these guys to be peaking right now, but top hitter, I'm going to go with Jordan. Are you going to stick with yeah, Jordan? You yeah. got somebody else you Peaking like. is right, but he's so good, I don't think there's any drop-off. There's no valley uh, for Jordan Alvarez. Uh, and in my opinion, he's been the best hitter in baseball. I don't yeah. think he's the front-runner for MVP, as we mentioned earlier with Otani, but I think he's the best hitter in, in the majors, in the American League, and that's why the Astros are where they are for the most part, especially this last great run they went on before the Oakland series. Right. And before he got hurt, obviously, he was the driving force behind it. All right. Uh, biggest surprise award at the midseason point for the Astros. When you look at this uh, at this lineup uh, every day, let's start with you. Biggest surprise for the Astros. Well, I, I think kind of as a team, a surprise and a disappointment kind of – they don't go hand in hand, obviously, but the surprise for me is actually on the pitching side with Christian Javier. Like we could say Justin one. Verlander because we didn't know what to expect, but right. I, I spent the whole offseason super confident saying, This is who he is. Verlander's mm-hmm. gonna be great. I don't know how great, but he's gonna be great, and he is. Right. But Javier now being able to handle it every fifth day or every sixth day, going out there and pitching like a guy who belongs in a rotation at the front end of a rotation. Uh, you know, the way he threw against the Yankees. Obviously, that was a pretty awesome day for him and the rest of the Astros, especially since they did it to the Yankees for a second time in a combined fashion. But uh, to me, from a surprise in a good way standpoint, I think what he's done this year really solidifies this whole rotation. And you know, remember last year's postseason, the beginning of it. Nobody could touch him. He was coming out of the bullpen, but he was a huge weapon, and I think he could very well be a similar weapon and maybe in a different role this postseason. I mean, he's another young pitcher that's grown up. Doesn't make a whole lot of money. We like those kinds <laughs> if we're, we're Astros payroll. All right. Uh, how about the biggest disappointment? I'll start there. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Alex Bregman right now, um, and I, I'm a big fan of Alex Bregman, but uh, man, he's struggling. He, and he's the first one to, to tell you in interviews, and he's up front all the time. That hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to keep grinding, and he's obviously coming along. That last couple of weeks before the All Star break, he's coming along. But big picture, big sample size at first half, you got to look at those numbers and say this is not what we expected from Alex Bregman. So he, biggest disappointment for now. I mean, I think he's going to bounce back, but I'm going to go with Bregman. You use that word. His expectations are at a certain level, and he's so far below them. I can certainly understand yeah. singling him out. I'd have to go with Yuli. Uh, where he was last year, so good with runners in scoring position. He yep. won the batting title. Uh, he's been really, really awful offensively this year, and I hate to even hit him with this number, but it's right there. I was looking it up the other day because we were talking about it on the show. He's last in baseball, the absolute hmm. worst hitter in baseball with runners in scoring position based on OPS. It's under 500. It's under 450. Uh, that's completely untenable for a guy where he's been in the lineup, and I think Dusty sees that now after three months, and – with Alvarez likely coming back, Tucker doing what he's done, you're going to see Yuli mm-hmm. probably pop behind Pena on a regular basis, maybe behind Myers every now and then. Whatever they need to do to figure something else out, because he also doesn't have any pop this year. He's got a huge number of doubles, but he doesn't hit the ball over the fence. He doesn't hit the ball into the gaps as often, and obviously his RBI total, now below Martin Maldonado's, mm-hmm. is reflective of that. All right. Uh, all right, a couple quick hits uh, at the midseason point before we wrap it up. Who's going to end up leading the Astros in RBI when it's all said and done? Right now, your top two guys are Tucker over Tucker Alvarez. just passed him. So they're uh, Alvarez, I believe, is right at sixty. Is that right? I believe it's sixty-two it's and 62. sixty-one, or sixty-one okay. and sixty. And so I, they're right there. Yeah. And so when it's all said and done, and in, in early October when the regular season's over, who's going to lead this team in RBIs? I'm going to go with Kyle Tucker. It's and all, it's no knock on yeah. Alvarez, but. 
I, I, I just, man, I'm a big fan of Tucker. I love his approach at the plate. He just, he quietly gets the job done. And I think they're both going to have a high number, but I think the, the RBI leader, it's going to be fun to watch this kind of race to the end. I think it's going to be Tucker. I'm going to say Alvarez 109, Tucker 105, and I'll give the nod to Jordan. Okay, good, good. All right, who's going to lead the team in home runs? Is that a no-brainer? Yeah, I think Alvarez comes back. Yeah. Same reason he leads in RBIs. He's going to pop a few more over the fence. He has a little bit of a cushion right now, a pretty sizable one. All right. Lastly, uh, let's let's redirect to the uh, towards the end here, the top leader award. Let's do that. Let's end it with that. Uh, for the Astros at the midseason point, you've got leaders who are quiet, just go about their business, like an Altuve. He's not a real vocal guy. Bregman's vocal. Uh, my favorite, Martin Maldonado. <laughs> uh, Maldi, not going to hit very much for you, although he's got some home runs in July. Man, people gravitate towards him, and not only starting pitchers, but even the whole team. I mean, when Maldonado speaks and they make people listen and I just love the way he carries himself. And I don't know if he's going to be here next year. This might be it, but man, I love Martin Maldonado. Yeah. He he does carry a lot of weight in the locker room. I think that's why they brought him back. I think that's why he will be a big part of what they're doing next year, even with two young catchers likely ready to see major league action. Uh, I'd still lean on Altuve from a leadership standpoint. uh, As long as he's out there, There I think what he does, that's his clubhouse. We all know that's his clubhouse, even with all these players who've been there with him in the mm-hmm. postseason all these years, even with Verlander in that same clubhouse. Yep. It's his team, so to speak, especially with the exit of Carlos. That's my leader. Yeah, some of the best leaders aren't necessarily vocal, but they just – He's also – he brings he, his he, own little energy. It's not Springer energy. No, it's But not, he's always but, smiling when he's out on the field. He's always <laughs> doing something that I think his teammates really appreciate. Yeah, I, I no doubt about it. Altuve is the guy. There's no question uh, – Martin, I just like you a little more vocal and that's a funny guy too. Like they love it talk. whenever he does anything offensively, <laughs> the team does explode. Yeah, and they, they really should. Do. All right, uh, good conversation. Uh, man, thanks for hanging out on the podcast. Appreciate it. Episode two. I mean, we're new to this, but we're having a good time. Just conversations that hopefully you enjoy. In this case, uh, Astros talk at the midseason point. He is Adam Wexler from Sports Talk 790, a big uh, fi- uh, fan and friend of KPRC2. Always welcome here. Anytime, man. Love talking sports with you. Love to do it again. Thanks for hanging out with us on the KPRC2 uh, Sports Podcast. We will do it each and every week, and we hope you'll uh, tune in. Click to Houston.com and KPRC2 Plus as well. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Talk to you again next week.